This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning. I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, this Sunday, Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center, as part of their 40th anniversary celebrations, hosts their Celebrate Sunrise event that sees local chefs, a silent and live auction, and various other experiences act as a fundraiser for the Plus Lynch Ontario Riding Stable. Executive Director of Sunrise and friend of the show, Lynn O'Brien, will join us again today to not only talk about this Sunday's fundraising event, but also other happenings at Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center as they celebrate 40 years of community service as a nationally accredited therapeutic riding center. In addition, while another friend of the show, harness driver Bob McClure, will join us again today, and on July 9th, Hanover Raceway will be celebrating Bob McClure Day to recognize the successful driving career of the 2019 Hamiltonian winner and O'Brien Award winner as Canada's leading driver and the 2021 Hanover Driving Champion. Surely, we will talk with Bob about his career so far and what it means to have a day named after him at Hanover Raceway. Also today, well, what would a show be without a visit from Woodbine's Mark McKelvey? Also a friend of the show who has some recent big news on the thoroughbred side, and also we'll talk about last week's stellar card at Woodbine Mohawk Park that featured not only the Pepsi North America Cup final, but also several other major stakes races for the standard bread set. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American contracts that are racing today with our ponies picks of the day sponsored by rocket ship racing it's going to be a great show so you better get your hpi and dark horse accounts ready to go for some heavy duty action today when we come back my co-host larry simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news this is ponies 24 7 the radio magazine stay tuned ponies 24 7 the radio magazine brought to you by woodbine woodbine mohawk park ontario racing and rocket ship racing more from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert on all things ponies, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Good, good. Before we get to a couple of things we want to talk about today, a uh, special thumbs up to Jason Portwando, someone I used to work with at Sportsnet, a longtime friend of all in the horse racing world. He's uh, taking a new chapter in his career. He'll join us for next week's edition, but uh, doing something different now in his career. Yeah, he's uh, going to be a steward for racing, and uh, I guess he'll, he'll start taking a course for that, but he's going to be joining us uh, on next week's show. So f- for people maybe the uninitiated, a, a steward would be be, um, I guess, similar to a chair umpire in tennis? If there's an adjudicating, he would be the final word? Yeah, they can be, they're basically, a, they can be a judge as well, mm. a placing judge or or that, is, you know, if there's an infraction on the track, they get they look it. after that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a different uh, change of path for them. Yeah, good for good for Porty. Looking forward to talking to him next mm-hmm. week. That'll be good. Uh, lots of stuff coming on in July, including real quick. We'll get to more of this uh, in the coming weeks. But long run thoroughbred retirement society. They're going to have an open house coming up on Saturday, the 9th of July. Uh, that's right. And uh, long run has uh, uh, basically opened the the stable gates, you could say, at their Hillsburg farm. It's uh, Saturday, July 9th, from 10 a.m. until two. And uh, I guess the key is this is uh, the first time in what three years that they've been able <laughs> like to everybody do. else, yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it, it's a fundraiser, and uh, you know they're uh, they've got uh, hundred acre property and uh, fifty residents, including Pink Lloyd. Pink Lloyd, yeah. The show minimum donation of ten dollars per person for non sponsors suggested. So. That'll be good as well. And then also there's a, a, a big weekend coming up with our friends at Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center. Well, the always awesome Lynn O'Brien is the executive director for Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center, which is located in Puslich, Ontario. And the not-for-profit is helping to provide a place where children and adults with special needs can come to take part in a wealth of programs, including therapy, recreation horse riding, life skills, farm-related activities, and education. This Sunday, they're going to host Celebrate Sunrise, one of their biggest fundraisers during the year, which is pretty much stymied. They've been stymied the last few years because of COVID. Well, now it's back in full swing, and that's great news. Lynn, as always, welcome to the show. It's a thrill to have you on. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Well, after the last two years, you must be absolutely giddy looking forward to Sunday's event. We can hardly believe it. So I'm at the Sunrise Farm today, and the big white event tent just went up, and everything's moving into the riding arena, and um, we're getting our horses looking spiffy, and there's quite a lot of excitement here today, I must say. Okay, talk about some of the events on, on Sunday, Lynn, for our listeners, in case they want to show up. For sure. So um, it is a uh, it's a, a big event that includes a meal. So it would be lovely if people could attend if they want. We can include my contact information. Let us know a little bit in advance so that we can uh, prepare properly. Um, uh, a lovely meal by local chefs, um, a lunch, and then a, a live auction that's run by Robert Milburn, um, who has supported us through the years in that way. Interesting things on the live auction, including a trip to Africa, sponsoring mm. some of the Sunrise horses, sending a child to Camp Sunrise, all kinds of interesting things on our auction. A silent auction as well. And the silent auction has also been running for a week now um, online. So it's silent auction online this year. 
And people, whether they attend the event or not, can go on there and, and um, support Sunrise by bidding on, I think there's about 40 events on the silent, 40 items on the silent auction. And the platform that they check into is HandBid, HandBid, all one word, dot com, and just look for Celebrate Sunrise, which is the name of our event, and check in there and start bidding. That would be a great, great way to support us. As always, you can get more details of the website, sunrise-therapeutic.ca, and have all the information about what the great work you guys do all the time and details about the 40th anniversary celebration. And, and you know, Larry and I, when we started thinking about the show, and it, it's a remarkable thing, 40 years in any organization, but for a nonprofit, for what you do and your people do, Lynn, it's, you should be very proud of it. Well, thank you so much. And, and when I, I've been with Sunrise for a little while, not since the very beginning, but I know its history well and how they started on uh, leasing, uh, you know, little bits of farms here and there. Um, they had two horses and a very short list of uh, therapeutic rider clients. Um, and today we're on a 100-acre farm owned by Sunrise uh, through the support of our community and um, 23, I believe, horses, include, and, that, and then some miniature horses as well, and over 120 riders coming through the facility each week, now post-COVID, now that we're through COVID. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of growth in that time. We came to our present location in 1996, and I was around at that time, and I remember distinctly seeing the indoor riding arena for the first time. We'd never had one before. So in, starting in 96 was when we could run year-round and the, really grow the program. And the event that's taking place today is mainly inside our riding arena. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's remarkable to back at the growth that's taken place through the years. So what's the uh, secret sauce, the, the secret ingredient to your success? Absolutely, community support and volunteers. I mean, there's a dedicated core of us here at Sunrise who are committed and never give up and keep going. But there are hundreds, thousands of volunteers who have supported Sunrise through the years in all kinds of ways. Everything from coming out to weed our gardens, to mucking out the stalls, to building things, to doing farm maintenance, to working in the office, to helping us fundraise. All sorts of community support through donations um, and sponsoring our events, sending children to camp, calling, you know, if we put a call out for help in some area, the community almost always responds. And we have a wide community. We have riders that come in from, we're just located south of Guelph, but we have riders that come in from uh, Mississauga, Oakville, Burlington, Elmira, and of course, our more immediate uh, cities, Cambridge, Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo. Um, everybody has just um, been really dedicated to the cause for a lot of years. We're speaking with Lynn O'Brien, the executive director for Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center. And, and no disrespect to the volunteers who do yeoman's work all the time, as you just mentioned, Lynn, but I would have to think the second part of the secret sauce to the success is the horses and their ability to understand horses, the needs of your yeah. clients. Yes, the horses, the horses are the whole foundation of the program. They are what make the therapy, the equine therapy possible. They provide that magical bond between horse and rider that makes the therapy so effective. The horses are what it's all about at Sunrise. That is absolutely true. 
And many, many people reach out to us when they're looking to read their horse uh, to see if that can work for the Sunrise program, and quite often it does. Um, our horses are, are very, very special, and, um, I, you know, I could tell you a million stories about how they bond with our, our riders and how special it is. Tell us a story about one of your horses, who I met, Jack, and his connection with Woodbine. Jack is is so special. So Jack was meant to have a, a life on the track and, and was starting down that path um, with his previous owner, and then it became apparent that it wasn't going to work out. And then we got a call from Jack's owner saying, we're looking, um, Jack's a really special horse, not fit for the life that we had envisioned, but um, he could have a special role at Sunrise. Jack is such a responsive horse, and, um, you know, he's always first one to step forward when visitors come over. Um, he works really well with children with autism because he is so responsive. He almost talks to them, so he's able to encourage our riders with autism in, in, a, in a very special way. And what about the horse Cadbury? What makes that horse special? Cadbury's pretty great as well. So he's, he's one of our, our biggest horses. can always trust that he'll take good care of them. And these boys are learning to be really good riders. They're learning lots of skills. And Cadbury's really the key to a lot of that. The center has, uh, it was founded in uh, 1982 by Ann Kane. It's really changed. Started, yes. And Ann Kane is on the property today whipping this event. She and, and she's probably one of pieces of our of our story. She has been tireless in her vision, Sunrise, and she's involved in the national uh, organization as well, Cantra, the Canadian Therapeutic Riding Association, and there are about 100 centers of all different sizes across the country now. Therapeutic riding is increasingly becoming recognized as an effective therapy for all sorts of uh, special needs. Do you ever get medical professionals come check out the facility to see the impact the horses and the staff is making with these children? Absolutely, quite often. So we have a team, actually. We have a medical uh, team at Sunrise. I, I just wanted to go, go back to, uh, to Jack because, um, there, as we said, there is a, uh, a special significance. And maybe you want to talk about Woodbine's involvement with Jack. and, yeah, and, and what I'm it, so grateful to Woodbine. Woodbine Cares is the um, Community Support Foundation, and um, they have donated $5,000 to Sunrise to support for a one-year period, and that will support his feed, bedding, the, the care of his pack, which he does share with two other horses, and um, any necessary uh, care in that period. Um, and that is so important with 20 Three horses, that kind of support is, is quite critical to Sunrise. Lynn, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, we greatly appreciate it and keep up the great work and all the best on Sunday's event. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. You're welcome. Uh, Larry, it is amazing to think that these horses, these animals, how they understand the needs of these children and they know and they're so gentle and caring with them. And, and as she mentioned, they actually communicate with the kids. Yeah, and I saw it firsthand, Jim. I, I was there because I think we could mention to our listeners that uh, the cover story for Ponies 24-7, mm, uh, which just came out uh, yesterday in its uh, digital format, uh, it's, uh, the cover story is on Sunrise in an interview with Lynn. And I was there to do the interview, and I saw 
them working with some of the kids and and it's amazing the work that they do do and uh you know if anybody you know wants to go to um the uh celebration sunrise on on sunday i think you know it, if you've got some time it's between 1 1 and 4 uh i i think it'd be well worth it because you should see some of the work that they're doing and uh, i know that there's a musical ride program that they're putting on and 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 that so uh uh, yeah, it was it was quite an eye opener for me. There's uh, information on their website. They're at 6920 Concession One, Rural Road Number Two in Puslinch, Ontario. You can email them info at sunrise-therapeutic.ca. They also have an office phone number five one nine eight three seven zero five five eight, and you can get some more details. But you just have to look up Sunrise Therapeutic Riding. It comes up. It actually comes up on your Google Map, so it's quite easy to find just south of Guelph. And if you're looking for a place to go for a Sunday drive to see these animals and what they do. It's I, I can't think of a better thing to do, Larry. No, no I, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, see, that's all you need to know. <laughs> to find out more about the good work that Sunrise does, just as Larry mentioned, please read this full interview with Lynn and the recently released Ponies 24-7 magazine. Email Larry at theponies247experience at gmail.com. When we come back, Larry Simpson, his interview with friend of the show, Woodbine Mohawk Park driver, Bob McClure. We know about Bob. He's a beauty. And he's next on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang. My wingman, my partner, Larry Simpson, in conversation with the one and only Bob McClure. Well, friend of the show, Bob McClure, joins uh, us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Besides uh, posting a resume that includes a Hamiltonian win and an O'Brien Award for leading driver in Canada, Bob is also recognized as a driving force on the smaller Ontario tracks, including Hanover Raceway, where he was leading driver last year. And on July 9th, Hanover will be celebrating Bob McClure Day. Bob, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. 
Uh, was that a surprise to Bob McClure Day? Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, but it, it wasn't uh, on the other hand because that track's always doing stuff to promote, and uh, a few other tracks could really take a lesson from their ambition. What's the connection between you and Hanover? I was a young kid, and that's where my uh, uncle and my uh, father raced a lot. So I spent a lot of time down there uh, when I was young. But I guess I got to know, uh, you know, the people around the racetrack probably annoyed the heck out of them for a lot of years. But And then as I got older, I had a couple of my own. I raced there. I got my first training win. And then when I started driving, I cut my teeth there. So it's been a it's been a big part of my career for sure, and it's still my favorite track in the world to go back to. Okay, you alluded to uh, family connections in the business. Uh, tell the listeners, you know, how you got involved in the business, and you know, through what family members. Well, my grandfather got into it, and you know, he was the first one in our family, and then uh, my uncle became a driver. And uh, then my other uncle was a trainer, and my dad kind of did both. And uh, I guess that just kind of passed on to me. Um, I, I got to know it through uh, going to the barn with them, and, you know, obviously uh, it worked out quite well. Do you remember your first drive, and where was it? Yeah, my first drive was on my own horse in uh, Western Fair. Uh, she was a... Uh, I was really lucky I had her. She was a really nice older pacing mare, and she drew the rail, so I was pretty excited, but I I, uh, I didn't drive her that good. So I think I came out fourth, third or fourth, but uh, I still remember it, though, for sure. You didn't win? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, it took, me, it took me about a month, I think, before I won my first race. <laughs> well, I guess they say practice makes perfect, eh? I guess so. Yeah. Greatest horse you've ever driven to date? Oh, I'd say Forbidden Trade. He, uh, you know, I mean, given not just the handball, but horse seems to just know when it's a big moment and when to show up, and that's what the great horses do. And, for example, last Saturday, you know, at the NA Cup card and all that, he was only in a free-for-all going for 35, 45,000, but he must have known it was a big day because he put on uh, the best, uh, best performance of the year for sure. I want to come back to the uh, NA Cup uh, uh, night in a, in a minute, Bob, but uh, I just want to kind of get into, you've driven some good horses like Forbidden Trade and that. Are you still learning as a driver, do you, do you think, or uh, do you watch other drivers? And did you watch other drivers when you were you know, younger in the business and that? Uh, 100%. Uh, he, uh, anybody who thinks they can't learn something is a fool. And uh, I learn something new probably every day. I watch a lot of the drivers around me at Mohawk, uh, especially because they are they are great drivers there and uh, very underrated drivers. And I've driven with drivers in the U.S. I've driven with drivers here, and the the drivers that are here wouldn't hurt a horse if they took over for any of the Americans. Um, but uh, and then when I was down in the states, obviously watching them, you can learn a lot of them too. But you always have to be evolving and changing, and uh, if you uh, you know, when you're driving with the best drivers, they'll pick up your tendencies and just like you pick up theirs. So you always have to be changing and keeping on guessing and uh, it's a mental game for sure too. When you were a, a young kid and, and you decided you wanted to be a driver, was there a driver at the time that maybe you were following that maybe kind of put you over that edge to want to be a driver? 
maybe my uncle. He uh, he was a pretty popular driver on the small circuit, so I'd follow him a lot. Um, that and, is uh, uh, time too. Uh, you know, Trevor Henry was uh, yeah. really rolling when I was you know probably in my early teens. So it was fun watching him at Western Fair. You know, it was nothing for him to rattle off five six races a day. So I would say. That, Trevor Henry probably more than anybody. Right. And, and your uncle was who, Jim McClure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can honestly say um, I, I know what you're talking about. Jim actually drove a few horses for me, so. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah okay. He, uh, yeah. he was uh, the king, you know, back then, right? So, uh, but. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's talk about uh, 2022, 2021. You kind of got off, or you ended kind of in a, you know, a, a bad situation, but, uh, um, how's it going in 2022 for you? Oh, really, really good. I would say, I mean, um, uh, I, I'm not crunching any big numbers, but, uh, given the fact I was out for the first three months of the year, really, uh, with obviously, like you said, I had the broken arm, Right. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, you know, I'm, starting to climb up the standings in the driver standings at Mohawk, you know, and the money standings in Canada. I think I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm driving sharp right now. Like, you know, I'm happy with how I'm driving where maybe uh, if you had asked me two months ago, I wasn't real happy with my sharpness, but that happens when you're away for four or four and a half months. Mm -hmm. But given the way the summer started off, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. All right. So you're an athlete and, you know, like a, like a hockey player or a football player that you obviously have, you have your bad days and your, your good days. Is, is there a special regime that you do to kind of, uh, you know, make yourself sharper and a little bit more on edge? To get sharper and on edge? No, I think that, that kind of comes naturally, uh, but it's getting over the bad days or a bad night and turning the page or, Feeling, knowing you're in a three, four day slump and you gotta shake it. Those are the those are the things you kind of gotta battle. Mm -hmm. I, I've been lucky ever since I had. Um, I have my son Ryder who's six, and uh, I have a new baby that's three months old. Oh, so congratulations! They keep me they keep me so busy that I don't have time to dwell on that. So they've been a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so have you you figured out a way to beat James McDonald yet? Oh, you just gotta get a better horse than he does. That's a little tough right now. Every time you scroll down the page, he's on a favorite. I don't know, I don't know how he worked that out, but I can't complain. I was in a pretty good situation for 2020, so I, I think I was. I had the. I was lucky enough to be where he was then, and he's he's there now. And every it just goes in waves, and he. Uh, you know, and, and when I first got there in 2017, it was Louis Waugh. You know, he was driving mm -hmm. all the power. And then the next year, I think Sylvain. And in 2016, it was McNair. And now it's James. And uh, you know what? He, he's gone a long time and worked very hard. So he's reaping the rewards of it now. And he deserves it because he is a great driver. Okay. You guys are pretty close friends, are you? We're good friends. Uh uh, he uh, he's people might not know this if you don't get to know him, but he's actually an extremely good person, mm -hmm. just like most of the McDonald's are. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say we're good friends. Yesterday, yesterday was a tough day. Uh, you know, me, James, Louie, and 
Doug McNair all went out for a high stakes golf action. So, you know, it was pretty quiet in the driver's room last night. Yeah. Who won? I uh, it broke even, but there was uh, there was a lot of shot calling going on. <laughs> <laughs> you alluded to a North America Cup night uh, earlier in the interview. Um, any takeaways from that? Uh, you you were in some of the uh, the, the races yourself, and uh, um, how you know was there any any horses that really caught your eye that night? Well, Jimmy Freight, uh, anybody who saw that race is going to, that may go down as the uh, best race in Canada this year. I mean, I know it's early, but that was crazy. The mile he went, um, I was behind him for a part of it, and then I lost touch, but that horse went a monster trip and had to, was parked by a really good horse and then fought off another really good horse who got a trip. So I was a, I, I it was in awe of the mile he went there the other night. Uh, Forty eight flat. Mm-hmm. The track was not that fast, so it was a very good mile. Speaking of the track, do, do you find that it's more of a speed bias now, Bob, than than a come from behind? I wouldn't say the track. Uh, I think the breed uh, in general. Um, I know people like to complain about the bikes and complain about the driver's position, but it's that's got nothing to do with it uh, for causing the front end bias. It's the fact that horses are so much stronger, so much faster, mm-hmm. that speed just carries. You know, before, uh, maybe 10, 20 years ago, you had to catch a good two-quarter breather or you were, you know, that was it. You were... That was a wrap on your race, but now horses can carry that speed for almost four quarters. You know, you watch those open horses, there's no breather. They just keep rolling along four quarters. So, you know, when they're going to first quarter in 26 and a last quarter in 26, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for making up ground. Yeah, yeah. But the equipment is a lot lighter now than, you know, horses from the 90s and the 80s, correct? It's a lot lighter, but factor in that the bikes used to be about six feet wide. Now mm-hmm. they're about four feet wide. Yeah, yeah. You know, before, if you went to pass, you had to go significantly wider. I know the odd time you'll get racing against somebody who's still got one of the older style bikes on, mm-hmm. it's extremely hard to get around them. So the bikes are not a factor in why passing is such a, so much uh, harder now. It's the fact that, you know, the, the horses are just able to carry so much more speed. And I believe that if you put um, horses back into the older bikes, I still think they'd go, I, maybe they wouldn't go bang on, but they wouldn't be far off. So what does the future hold for Bob McClure going forward? I guess that's to be determined. <laughs> I, I hope uh, I hope to be able to start, I mean, obviously this past winter I was injured for four or five months, but I, I'm hoping to be able to take a month or two off every winter going forward and enjoy some family time because um, the time I, my kids, the age my kids are now, you don't get that time back. So, right. And I'm very busy all summer, obviously. So I, I'm hoping in the future, as long as the summers keep going good, I'm going to start taking it a little easier in the winter. Okay. So there's no chance of you being the road warrior that you were uh, pre-injury time, right? When you were driving to the Meadowlands and, and that, unless unless the, the right circumstance comes up with the right horse, eh? Well, in the summer, I will. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll be going down there for the Meadowlands pace and the Crawford trot and such. But in the winter, uh, like that, when I did that stint in the spring in, of 2021 in the U.S. was only because we were shut down here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I guess 
you know, you're, you're always hoping that you get that another chance to go into the Hamiltonian or the Meadowlands Pace or some of the bigger races, right? That's That's got to be on the uh, little brown jug even, right? Absolutely. Uh, the jug day is so much fun. Even just having a drive on the car, I've been there a few times. Uh, I, I have won for the Meadowlands Pace this year. He was third in the NA Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, Mark Stacy has a three-year-old trotting filly that uh, her first stake race is the Hamiltonian Oaks. Mm-hmm. And she won here in 53 the other day real handy. So I'm really excited about her, too. Okay. So I guess final question, is there anything you haven't accomplished in, in your career so far, Bob? Is there a race that you haven't won that you want to win? I would, I would say a big one would be the Little Brown Jug. I feel like, uh, or the Little Brown Jug or the Jugette, I just, uh, I'm a bit of a hillbilly myself. So when you get down to like the fair, fair tracks and stuff, it's an atmosphere that I love. So I think I'd really, really enjoy that. Here's hoping we see you in the winner's circle one day in the Little Brown Jug. Uh, Bob, uh, thanks for doing this. Oh, my pleasure, Larry. Thanks for having me. After the break, when we come back, friend of the show, Woodbine's Mark McKelvey will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Live Harness Racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Big Games Championship meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 16th, and on August 6th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HBI bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing details. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, Mark McKelvey, joining us again. And uh, recently, Woodbine and the OLG issued a press release. This is great news, actually, stating that once again, the OLG will be sponsoring the Canadian Triple Crown for thoroughbred racing, which includes the Queen's Plate, the Breeders' Cup Stakes of Woodbine, and the Prince of Wales of Fort Erie. It's awesome news. Mark, welcome to the show. And this is uh, great news for horse racing in the province. Yeah, it certainly is, and uh, thanks for having me again, Jim and Larry. Uh, the OLG, obviously, uh, we need to keep those ties and those partnerships strong and to have them back once again, as they have over the last several years, uh, sponsoring the Canadian Triple Crown of Thoroughbred Racing. It's uh, great to have them as part of it. Obviously, they got plenty of resources, and, and so do we. So you bring that together, and uh, hopefully we're going to have a great Triple Crown series coming up later this summer. So exactly what does the agreement with OLG entail, Mark? Well, in, in the past, there's been some opportunity for some extra incentives and bonuses. Uh, this year, again, it's just uh, bringing in some more uh, sponsorship dollars that allow us to promote the event to the fullest and, and, again, to hopefully attract as much attention as possible. I think a lot of people remember uh, a few years back when Mighty Heart was uh, chasing after the Triple Crown. Well, you get to those situations sometimes and you get into a potential a Triple Crown winner and obviously the OLG's got plenty of resources that we can leverage to uh, enhance the promotion and uh, build up the hype and atmosphere for and uh, anticipation for a potential Triple Crown winner. So uh, in situations like that, it's great to have a partner like that on board. Well, Pebble Beach uh, on paper would be the big winner for the Pepsi North America Cup, but my goodness, $6.3 million handle, the biggest in the 59-year history of Mohawk. Yeah, it's, it was fantastic, and I think we were all striving to potentially uh, get past the previous record, which was just over $5.5 million. That was set a couple of years ago in 2020, but to get the 6.3, guys, uh, I got to say, I was even a little bit stunned. Uh, it's great to see um, that kind of number come in and, and to see the um, how much we were able to build up this year's event, having it back in June. You worry a little bit about uh, the fact that for the last few years we haven't had the North America Cup in June, so maybe it's a little off uh, people's regular schedule, but uh, obviously uh, that wasn't any kind of issue. And, you know, things really lined up well. It was a really good car to racing. Obviously, we had a jackpot high five mandatory payout in the last race. And the one thing I point out uh, to a few people is we bet $1.8 million in new money on that jackpot high five. And typically on those big nights, sometimes those mandatory payouts kind of get overshadowed um, and they kind of get lost in the shuffle when you've got so many other uh, great wagering opportunities and big races. And in this case, uh, it was not overshadowed at all. People were certainly waiting, uh, but you sometimes wonder, are they just going to sit on their wallets and wait for that last race before they fire away? Well, obviously that wasn't the case. We had great support right throughout. So uh, really happy to see that. And now we've got a new benchmark to try and eclipse. Talk about some of the races themselves. There, there was some, it was a great, it was an outstanding card. Uh, give me some takeaways of what you saw. Yeah, I think the one thing that stood out, if we want to jump right into the Pepsi North America Cup, is a lot of people uh, that I spoke to in the week leading up to the race talked about the fact that this wasn't necessarily one of those years where you already have a superstar. This was going to be the race that created the superstar for the three-year-old Pace and Colt division. You know, They call it the Glamour Boy division for a reason in harness racing and uh, it seems to get the most attention and now Pebble Beach I think has certainly uh, staked his claim as the top dog in that division so his performance uh, the fact that he won the way that he did uh, I think uh, now all of a sudden by the end of the year I would not be surprised 
if uh, we're talking about him as one of those uh, real top horses that we've seen in recent memory. I just think we needed this race to sort of prove it, and uh, I was really impressed with his performance. Uh, they still had the earplugs in, so there was obviously a lot more left in the tank, and uh, we saw just how uh, uh, dominant he was. I mean, here it is in June, Mark, but I'm not sure if it's the drivers of the horses, but the standard bread driving, standard bread racing in this province is so unbelievably competitive this year. Are you finding the same thing? Yeah, I am. And I think uh, you see on Saturday night, one thing that stood out, though, was maybe some of the prices of the winners and the fact that, uh, you know, we didn't maybe get some big upsets or some long shot winners, but we saw really competitive racing throughout. And uh, sometimes that's the way it's going to go. The best horses are going to come through, but on a day by day basis, you know, we're seeing real competitive racing. I think that's going to continue right through the summer. And that's really strong for us considering uh, later in the year, you know, all eyes will be on us when we have the breeder's crown and you want to have a good competitive product that not just the uh, trainers and the owners feel like they're going to have a shot, but also the horse players. You want them to come in and, and know that they're betting on competitive racing with uh, large pools like we've been able to attract. Okay. Let's, uh, uh, move to uh, Woodbine now, Mark, and let's talk mm-hmm. Queen's Plate. Uh, is it too early to be talking Queen's Plate? And <laughs> Or give me some of the logical contenders that you've seen so far. Yeah, well, I think uh, obviously the Minkster and how that one has performed, um, it certainly deserves uh, to be up at the top of the list. And I think it is maybe a little early still to get too excited. We've got some uh, marquee races coming up in the few weeks that'll uh, really kind of maybe set the scene a little more when it comes to who the top contenders are going to be. I mean, if you look ahead to our stake schedule in the coming weeks, uh, you know, there's obviously some races that have been circled by those that are preparing. Uh, we've got the Marine stakes coming up. That grade three event comes up next weekend. So we're certain to see some uh, plate contenders in there, but then you always have to keep in mind what route some of them are going to take. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's part of the problem too. And Larry has alluded to this recently as well as, what horses might be late entrance into the Queen's Plate and then some mm-hmm. owners and trainers like, hmm, do we jump in? And that's to be decided as well, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you go through and there's always that possibility for some, some late entrance and for those that might supplement to the race. So I don't think we can uh, get too far ahead of ourselves just yet. We just got to kind of keep our eye. And um, like I said, I'm excited to see how this uh, play trail um, builds out, especially now that we're getting into this routine the last few years of having it later in the season and, um, I think we just need more of a sample size to kind of figure out what route some of these horses are going to come from. Let's talk about the event side of the uh, Queen's Plate now. Uh, is there any uh, whispers of entertainment that is going to be... Ooh, uh, good one, Larry. Yeah. Yes, let's, let's hear. Entertainment <laughs> for the day and... Well, Larry, I don't know if you're offering. We might need it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I can tap dance. No, maybe. no, no, Mark, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know what? It, it's the Queen's Plate, and I think everyone knows the pageantry and, and uh, the hoopla that comes with that event. So uh, our event team is working pretty hard. Um, one thing I think they were pretty happy about, I, I'd say internally here at Woodbine, is the fact that we were able to have the North America Cup in June, and now the Queen's Plate is towards the end of August. There's a little more breathing space than what we've had to deal with in past years, but uh, it's certainly going to be a great event. Uh, tickets are on sale now, and um, there will be uh, kind of that feel that I don't think we've had since probably 2019 really back at the track on that day. And um, the best I can tell you guys right now is just to uh, keep your eyes and ears open because uh, we'll be coming through in the next few weeks and in the month leading up uh, with some uh, more announcements about some of the uh, uh, events and activities that will be going on on that day.
And now you just use the term breathing space, Mark. And Larry and I are wondering, when do you have breathing space between your duties at Woodbine Mohawk <laughs> and Woodbine? Like, when do you rest? Well, um, I guess <laughs> in this time of the year, you just realize you're not going to have time to breathe, right? It's, it's just that's the kind of industry that we're in. And um, I think we all look forward to those big events and uh, don't take them for granted. I mean, the winter sometimes feels pretty long. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're on the thoroughbred side, you're just counting down the day's opening day. And on the standard bread side, um, you know, those are the dog days of the season is, is through the winter. Um, you, you always trying to find something to latch onto to keep you excited, but it's, it's, it's hard not to find yourself kind of dreaming ahead to what's ahead in the, the upcoming stake season. And Hey, now we're finally here. You came from a, basically a standard bread side. Uh, your family was involved mm-hmm. in that. Um, was it a, a tough switch over to, uh, basically also, you know, be covering the thoroughbred side or did you have some background in that? Oh, that's a great question because I think a lot of people, um, like you said, they would associate me with the Sanderbird side and yes, that's where I've started. And that's, uh, um, what my family background is in, but the thing is, uh, I was always a fan of racing. You know, I, I always watched the marquee days. I went to Woodbine often. And I think the one thing I always remind people is for how many years we had Sanderbird and thoroughbred racing happening at Woodbine in the same day. So it was pretty hard not to be exposed to, to the thoroughbred product that we have here at Woodbine entertainment. And, um, I wouldn't be lying if there wasn't some reservations at first when, when I was asked about kind of coming over to the thoroughbred side and, and continuing to, to help our uh, media department over there. But, uh, the transition has been great. There's a lot of good folks on that side, some that I already had some previous relationships with. And, um, I'm a fan of the sport first and foremost. So, uh, it makes it pretty easy to enjoy your job. Did you have a, a sense when you flipped over to more thoroughbred that you had to prove yourself to some people, or was that more of an internal thing to improve yourself, approve for yourself, Mark? Well, I'd say just uh, the team that we have here and, and our leadership at, at Woodbine Entertainment, uh, they showed me uh, great faith in me, um, and they were the ones encouraging me, saying that they think it's a great fit, that there's a reason they want me to come over and do some stuff on the thoroughbred side as well. So um, the whole proving myself, I think maybe that's a little more when you're trying to create those relationships with some of the, the participants, whether mm. that be owners and trainers, yeah. but yeah. Uh, internally, uh, not at all. I, I had uh, great support behind me and a lot of people encouraging me along the way. What did it feel like to be that, that main guy on the TSN broadcast yeah. of, of the uh, Pepsi North America <laughs> Cup the other day? Move over, James Duffy. Here comes Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but that was a great experience. And I guess um, it kind of goes back to what I said there a little bit earlier, just the fact that um, – the fact that I was a fan growing up, so I always watched our network specials uh, for all the big races. So to have a chance to be on the broadcast, that was a real thrill. I really enjoyed it. And um, once the show got going, it felt like any other broadcast of horse racing, uh, getting to talk with the, the trainers and drivers. And I think it was a really cool experience for me, I want to say, was the fact uh, getting to do the immediate post-race interview with the driver walking back to the winner's circle. That was a lot of fun because uh, that's the, the pure emotion that you always see every year and, and you get a chance to catch up with them right after they won the biggest race. So that was that was a lot of fun and it was great to get to work with Jason Portwando and Chad Rosema. Obviously, Jason's transitioning now to a role uh, as a racing official. So um, I've worked with him a little bit, but uh, you know he is uh, the, the definition of a professional. And so it was uh, a blast to get to work with him and, and along with Chad and, and the great crew here. It did a great job, Mark. As always, a pleasure with thank you for joining us, and let's have a great summer at both Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk. Let's have a good one. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. 
All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you soon. Will do. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including, well, Woodbine Mohawk Park, the Meadowlands, and, of course, some racing and several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Nice. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without about a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his much-anticipated, always-needed, we love it, Ponies Picks the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing Larry, make us some money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I, I think there's just too much pressure there now, Jim, so. No, well, but wait a second, you've been a bit of a roll lately, come on. I know, I know. Pack yourself in the back yeah. now and then. Okay, listen. There, there you go. There it was. Okay. All right. Let's start. Uh, Woodbine has a 10 race card today, and race four is an optional 50,000 claimer for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up at a mile and a 16th on the turf, and the purse is $101,000. So Not bad. That's a, that's a lot of moolah. Yeah. Uh, number three, Sleek Lynx makes her second race off a significant layoff, and last time Sleek Lynx was in the seven furlong turf event at, at uh, Woodbine. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately drew the 11 hole and despite going five wide on the turn, uh, she wasn't able to close, uh, she weakened, which normally happens when it's the first start off a layoff like that. So the slightly raced, uh, Warfront, uh, Philly raced three times last year, all in stakes and her first start of the year at Woodbine on June 4th was at a class hike. So, uh, 
She was at one class higher when she uh, debuted this year on June the 4th. Okay. She's dropped down today. Uh, she should like to move to mile in a 16th today as well and shows a nice 48 and one breeze since that last race in, on July the 4th. So Woodbine race four, number three, sleek links. Very yeah, easy yeah. for you to say. Next. Exactly. Uh, Gulfstream Park has a 12 race card today, including race 10, which is the $75,000 powder break uh, stake for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up. It's one mile and 70 yards on their tapita surface. Number four, here's another one, Karakatsi. <laughs> really picking the names, Larry. I, I did, yeah. Jeez. They say that's one time, that's one way of beating the races sometimes, it's just pet names. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, Karakatsi makes her second start since last July, and her first start uh, this year was uh, back on May 21st at Pimlico, and I believe it was probably Preakness Stakes Day, where she was in the grade three uh, Gallaret Stakes. Uh, that race was on the turf, and it was probably a race that uh, Karakatsi needed as she made a three-wide move and weakened, which is usually a, sign, a sign that a horse needed the race and is going to be a little better uh, fit today. Uh, today, it's a big class drop for Karakatsi. I'm going to have to stop saying this. You know? <laughs> she's <laughs> she's uh, performed well on the turf, so should be able to take to the uh, tapita surface. Uh, normally, horses that race well on, on the turf can make a good transition to Tapita. Something you've said before. Yep. And I should point out, too, that Karakatsi's last race in 2021 was in July at Del Mar, and it was the Grade 2 San Clemente Stakes at one mile on the turf, where she was a closing fourth to a good stakes winner by the name of Madoni. And Madoni won about three or four stakes races last year. So, as I reiterated before, it's a big class drop today. There's two bullet works since that last race at Pimlico. Uh, Karakatsi looks ready to pop in today's Gulfstream feature. So Gulfstream Park, race 10, Karakatsi. Karakatsi. And if next? Well, Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 10 race card tonight. And race 10 is a one-mile pace for a purse of $16,000. Uh, number one, Stonebridge Rex. That's an easy name to say. Compared to the first two, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Stonebridge Rex was actually off 15 days prior to his last start, and he still finished third after leading most of the way. He's back in a seven-day rotation now, and this guy has finished third three starts in a row, and that's come from, listen to this, starting in the seven-hole twice and the nine-hole once, and that hmm. was three starts back. So I like the fact, too, that driver Doug McNair was down to drive three other horses in this race, and chose Stonebridge Rex. Uh, this guy has some back class as well, winning in 149 and 3 last year. So Woodbine, Mohawk Park, race 10, number one, Stonebridge Rex. What else do you have for us? Well, I've got an extra play at, at Woodbine, Mohawk Park tonight. This is maybe my long shot play of... I like long shots. Yeah, yeah, once in a while you get lucky with a long shot. So race six is a one-mile pace for purse of, uh, for fillies and mares. Uh, number one, my only sunshine was off 14 days prior to her last, had the eight post twice and the seven, uh, three starts back, has a big class drop today, big back class horse, and Bob McClure takes over tonight well, on the bike. You so, got, yeah, I mean, so it's, it's karma. We there we go. So race six, number one, my only sunshine. 
Excellent. As always, uh, give a shout out to our friend and Mark of the fans of horse racing. Thanks for all you do, Mark. I know Larry and I are big fans of what you do. Thank you for joining us. So this is, this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Larry, just remind people the new digital copy and the story, the lead story, and it's an important one. It's uh, it's actually a good issue. Uh, it's the Sunrise Therapeutic uh, article on uh, their not just their open house this Sunday, but the good work that they do there as well. And I'll also add, there's a, a good informative interview with CEO of Woodbine, Jim Lawson, in this issue as well. Perfect. Just wanted to make sure if you knew about that. You can receive a free digital copy of the aforementioned Ponies 24-7 magazine, which was just released. Email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Hey, don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, Lymphoma dot ca slash ponies as even though the silent auction's over you can still donate to the cause stick around the 1059 the region all weekend long the legend and roamers up next with york region's only magazine show the feed i'll be back here monday morning as always thank you for listening to ponies 24 7 the radio magazine we'll see you soon take care ponies 24 7 the radio magazine with jim lang and larry simpson has been brought to you by woodbine woodbine mohawk park ontario racing and rocket ship racing Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.